Hello everyone. Welcome to Sparrowcast. And we have Miranda with us today. She's the Vice President of Customer Success and People's Operation at Swiftly. With over 20 plus years of experience in both working and with designing the best customer facing groups, she can be described as a customer facing operations leader. She has proven experience building and scaling customer success, customer service, API support, contact centers, both inbound or outbound sales, and various other teams in operations as well. And she's here with us today to share her insights on keeping customers engaged in conversations during the time of crisis. Welcome to the show, Miranda. We're so happy that you agreed to be a part of this. I'm super excited. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here as well. All right. So without any further ado, let's uh, begin with our session. So uh, when we just phrased this topic for discussion, automatically I had like a few questions in my mind, which I wanted to shoot you. So I believe that you can give great insights on the same thing as well. So um, how has your customer engagement strategy changed over time? Yeah, yeah. So if we have to think about uh, anywhere from three to six months ago, we were living in a very different world. Um, you know, folks were, you know, commuting to the office, sitting next to their coworkers, having conversations on, you know, just the day-to-day -day things that they need to solve. Um, and now most of us, if not all of us, are sitting in our home offices, are sitting at the kitchen table with, you know, our children running around in the background, uh, you know, and our dogs barking at the mailman. So things have changed significantly for us, which means things have changed significantly for our customers. Um, so I, I think initially uh, what we did was we kind of just gave our customers space. And I really suggested that to many people, like just give your customers a little bit of space. Not everybody has the, had, had the ability to work from home. Uh, and I also want to call out, this isn't your typical work from home situation, right? Typical work from home, generally you will have childcare um, and a quiet place at home where you can focus. This is shelter in place. So I gave the customers or we gave the customers time just to kind of figure out uh, how do I do this? How do I make this work? Uh, how do I, you know, do my shifts with my spouse to make sure that the kids aren't, you know, burning the house down or whatever? Um, and then on top of that, I gave uh, space as well just for them to figure out what is next for them as a company uh, what is next for them as a team. The last thing your customers want is to hear from their customer success manager when they're trying to figure out you know, what to do about childcare, what to do about, you know, the bottom line of their organization and things like that. I do believe most companies have figured a lot of that, that out now. So um, the engagement strategy that we employ now is one of um, coming at it from how can we be a benefit and value to you. All along, most customer success groups should have been actively engaging with their customers with the mindset of how can I provide the most value for you? How can I make sure you're getting 
the most return on your investment that you're solving for the problems you need to solve for with our products. Uh, if customer success groups had been doing that all along, this time is, is a lot easier for them uh, because they're doing what they should have been doing to set the customer up for success to be strong partners. However, there are customer success groups out there and companies out there that have had to shift. They've had to shift from being more customer support to being partners. That is a really big change in the engagement strategy for a lot of organizations. Um, also, I will call out customer success is now more prevalent in front of the board. Boards want to know, what are you doing to guard our revenue? Um, what are you doing to make sure customers don't churn? Whereas prior to COVID, um, when the sales funnels were running really full, uh, the focus was always on what are we doing around securing new revenue? How's the marketing funnel? Now it's what are we doing to guard our current customer base? So there's been a big shift and a big uh, focus change on customer success and the value that customer success can and should be driving. That changes the overall engagement strategy period. That was very insightful. So, I mean, what tactics have you or your team used to engage with customers that are non-responsive in this journey? Yeah, um, so we all have customers who are not responsive for uh, one reason or another. Um, not necessarily COVID-related, some is COVID-related. Um, I know a lot of organizations are downsizing, so you have folks who are just doing more with less. Um, I know a lot of folks don't really understand what customer success is, so they don't really get why you're reaching out to them. A uh, few things that I propose for folks to do, um, if you do have customers that are not engaging or they're non-responsive, um, one, make sure you're setting that relationship up right from the gate. So the minute that customer signs, make sure they understand what is customer success, why are you here, what value are you going to drive? Like if you set that up out of the gate, it makes, makes it a lot easier down the line. Two, if it's already past that uh, and you now need to prove who you are, why you're there. Um, another thing that we've done is setting up a business review with them uh, and setting up like uh, examples of what you are going to, you know, give to them in the business review, what value they're going to get out of it. Uh, really painting a picture of um, painting a picture of what the what the value is for them. Uh, a lot of the engagement or outreach I get from my customer success managers, not all of them, but a lot of them is engage with me. Tell me what's going on. Um, what tactics have I taken or I've had my teams take it or what tactics have I took English? It's tough today. Or have I had my teams take to help engage those non-responsive customers? Um, well, there are many that you can do. First thing first, I always tell people to put the customer hat on, understand what possibly could be resulting in them not being responsive or not engaging. Uh, if you can understand the why, that will sometimes tell you the how. So a few tactical things you can do though, um, some are very simple, uh, is take a look at how they're using your product. What are the initial goals that they set up when you started out on the relationship? Have they met those goals? If not, how can you utilize that information to actively help them engage? Really think about what they could be going through on their end. 
Um, a lot of companies are you know, laying people off, which means your contact or others within that organization could be doing more work with less. How can your tool help you know, them gain efficiencies? How can your tool help save money on the bottom line? Figure out how to message that and get that information over to them. Another thing that we've done is set up business reviews with our key stakeholders. Now, a lot of people cringe when they hear, you know, QBRs or executive business reviews, but there can be a lot of value driven from these business reviews if you have the right folks in the room and you're talking about the right topics. So think through what matters to your customer and engage with them on those topics. Think through things as a partner, not as a vendor. Um, a partner wants, uh, wants that other, their other partner or our customer to be incredibly sticky and incredibly successful in the product. What does that look like? Um, and bring that all to the business review. Talk about usage, talk about goals, talk about tactics that you could do to save them time, save them money, make it incredibly valuable for them and their time. Um, just always put the customer hat on though. But how do you just tend to just, I mean, uh, bring a balance to the whole situation? Uh, say for instance, when there's so much of external noise which happens outside, how do you hold conversations with your customers while still maintaining a strong empathy? Yeah, so that's a really good question, right? And we talked about this a little bit earlier. You know, our customers, just like us, we're now sitting in our living rooms, sitting in our home offices with a lot of things going on. Um, you know, to be fair, we've always, as a society, have had a lot of external noise, but now it's just amplified. Um, so I think first, be human, be human to your customer, um, get to know them a little bit, um, understand maybe what that external noise is, empathize with them, share a little bit. Uh, so, you know, I, I have customers that I know their children's names. I know that they, uh, their children were, they were in college, for example, and now they're back at home. I know customers who have little ones, um, who have pets sleeping in the corner like I do, right? Uh, so get to know them a little bit, get to know their struggles, make it, make, build that rapport, build that human connection, okay? Because we are humans first, and building that rapport and that human connection doesn't mean that you can't be professional and still have that strong business relationship. It just means it helps you open that door a little bit more during times like this. And it helps you cut through that external noise to get to really what the customer needs and what they're trying to solve for in their day to day. All right. So uh, do you actually think that customer success leaders uh, should change the structure of their team at all? You know, that's a really good question. Um, and it's a fascinating one. Uh, initially, when I, you know, I was thinking through, you know, th the structure of teams and if we should change them, I thought, no, if it's been working, why change it? But then I thought, you know, if your goals are changing, which a lot of customer success teams are, then you, meet, you may need to rethink through the structure of your team. So let me give you an example. Uh, if your customer success team prior to COVID um, had low churn, high renewal, and upsells were just, you know, flowing in, um, you would need a different structure than if you, let's say, your team now has higher churn, 
uh, and they're, you know, really struggling to get renewals and upsells, it's very different. That's a very different customer success model with very different skill sets. You almost have to make sure you're training your team on, you know, how to probe for risks, how to um, sell. Uh, there are a lot of things that could be very controversial in the customer success world that maybe you need to um, maybe you need to revisit and see if that should be part of your model. What I would propose uh, for any customer success leader that is going through this is to get on a whiteboard or something. If you don't have a whiteboard at home, a piece of paper, write out what were the goals of your customer success team pre-COVID. What are the goals now? Have those goals changed? If they have not, should they change? If they are changing, what are the skill sets that are needed to be able to obtain those goals? Do you have those skill sets readily available on your team? If no, is the team that you have in place trainable to obtain those skill sets? If no, do you need to add folks to your team and restructure the framework? Um, that's how I would personally approach it because the reality is, is customer success is changing. Um, it was changing prior, it was evolving, but even more so now, I think everything is kind of in an at-risk state. So we really have to kind of change the way we think and change the way we execute. Okay. So talking about all these risks, what we are just getting into, I think churn is one of the commonly used word which we come across in most of the scenarios from the time when the pandemic started, right? So most of the companies are just facing the same challenge. So do you handle churn any differently during these times? Yeah. So churn is, of course, something that, you know, makes you cringe when you hear it, even during normal times. Um, so the the short answer is no you don't handle it any different um it probably will happen it'll probably happen more but what's really important um is how you learn from it how you adapt from it um prior to covid you always would you know i would suggest that customer success leaders always do a post-mortem when they lose an account really understand why um and really get into the heart of it i still say that is incredibly important. If you do have a customer that churns, um, understand why. Is it because of something that was preventable or was it not preventable? Um, is it because of budget? Is it because of uh, you weren't achieving outcomes, you didn't achieve stickiness? Why? And then, you know, the only thing I would change is a lot of organizations, they understand why churn is happening, but they've never really adapt the changes fully into their organization that they learn with, with the information that they learn. I think it's so crucial now that when you learn why your customers are turning and if it is preventable and it is something that you can, um, you can adjust that you adjust that as soon as possible. Um, because they're, because it's, you know, we're in a time where it's going to be harder to acquire customers most likely. Um, so you're going to want to really learn and adapt quickly in order to continue to retain the customers you have. Perfect. So uh, Miranda, that was truly an amazing uh, session and I'm sure that our audience too appreciates insights and thoughts you just shared with us. Um, could you just I mean, share us your key takeaways uh, that you would like to uh, spread to the crowd? 
Yeah, yeah. I think if you take away a few things from this conversation, which I hope you do, um, first is understand what your customer's new normal is and adjust your engagement strategy accordingly. Um, if you do have non-responsive uh, responsive customers, uh, once again, understand what their goals are and you know what you set out to solve for and how you can get that information across to them um, and make sure you're talking to the right individuals. Uh, also, start with a place of empathy. Uh, if you're building, uh, especially on the B2B side or the enterprise accounts, if you're, you're building out these relationships with your customers, get to know them a little bit, understand them uh, on a professional level, but also just understand them on a personal level, what they could have going on in their life so you understand the noises. And then definitely scope out the structure of your team and look at the skill sets that you need to be successful in this new normal. Super excited. So uh, once and all, I mean, thanks a lot for your time and for sharing your thoughts over here, Miranda. And uh, we shall see you again at the next Battlecast. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure.